it's all just some gay politics. America's gotten kind of whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A N A N A S. This shit is trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hey everybody! Welcome to Dumb Gay Politics. I'm Julie, and I'm Brandy, and this is the podcast where <laughs> where we bump the mics with our knees and and we talk about the week in politics like we're talking about reality TV. And the news so far in 2018 has been nothing but sensational reality show style gossip, it's true, and shit stock, shit stocking, shit stocking, shit stocking. Why you it? stop shit stocking me? With it's, your shit. Exactly. It's like Nini wrote a book about candy fingering <laughs> Portia, and now everyone is just talking about a story we already knew from a book that doesn't even really matter from an author who sucks. That's right. That book. Ooh, that book. All anybody's talking about is that book. Then, keeping with the Housewives theme, there was the Golden Globes, and all the ladies wearing black, and Oprah's big speech. The only fucking news going on is that Time's book. up! <laughs> your time is up! Your time is up. Meow meow. Time's up. Meow meow. I want to do this for her. So there's that. Time's up. But I had to say no. No, this needs to be at the time top is of the show. up. Because your time's your up, time's Pee-wee. Up. You know what happened when I watched the speech? What? Only on YouTube because I don't watch award shows uh-huh. ever. Because yes. I'll. I know. I watched. I did too. Yeah. 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 I looked right down at Pee-wee, who was on me, and you said, "You said your time <laughs> is up, motherfucker. Time is up. Bitch. Nacho. Time's up. <laughs> yeah. Dumpling. Time's up. Yeah." <laughs> that's right their time has been up but they don't know Ooh, yeah they never <laughs> even realized from this time they came into my house their time never was <laughs> that's right they no man no man ever had no no time in my house <laughs> well not, i right know now. that my time is up because the whole time she was talking Your about time the oh, whole God. time she was talking about uh-huh. her like you know basically it was like a me too kind of speech it was yeah. a, it was addressing the me too phenom i have to say the way she came around to the end of no one no one's ever gonna have to say me too again drop the mic thank you good night that was fucking phenomenal it really was it really was and then poor alfred molina oh had the line no, they had to show it's like they're showing women looking in their eyes glistening and gentlemen smiling gently yeah and then she's they showed denzel's face like four times trying to get some kind of emotion out of yeah, that motherfucker he nothing he should not have shaved his facial hair he also they should never have showed him because he looked angry yeah barbara streisand was completely disinterested we know her whole you know long and sordid history which fits into a big giant suitcase fill of baggage <laughs> with Oprah and the white fucking microphone and going on the Oprah show mm. and her diva behavior. And that was mm. when all the diva shit started. And she's sitting there with complete and utter disinterest. Yeah. And then at the very culmination of the speech, if you look and you guys all go back and look, cause I know Julie's already watched it two times. Her little <laughs> lesbian vagina needs to like pump up, get swollen. Mm. It throbs. Mm-hmm. And if you do a screenshot or don't even do a screenshot, just push pause, press the space bar and look. Barbara Babs looking away. <laughs> she's looking like this. She's oh, looking to the left. Gosh. And everyone else is staring enraptured at Oprah. And she's looking to the left. And then it shoots 
no one's ever gonna have to say me too again <laughs> and it looks at there's a shot of alfred Mila. i'm like poor him he gets the shot I of know, like the man he, yeah of he the, gets the shot the of the man shot of the Oof. man like don't you fuck with us alfred molina I you know. goddamn predator we knew you were there alfred <laughs> we knew you were there uh, who knew it was gonna be alfred molina next no, the men were really keep, 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 oh. keeping it together, smiling, being supportive, clapping, being like, it was, I never did. I never <laughs> did. I support women. I've never done anything horrible to them at all. <laughs> I've only been gentlemanly and kind. I've only ever, I've could only consent, 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 consent. I'm nothing but a gentleman. Every one of those motherfuckers in the room had to fucking think about that one time at least. You know what? They made you want to know what I like was thinking about? You were there. Your vagina's full throbbing on mm, fleek yes your feminist feminisms like blowing up you're texting me <laughs> last night i was like i can't be bothered with that i gotta deal with that in the morning i watch it peewee's on me i'm like the whole time i'm like this that motherfucker oprah winfrey mm-hmm. looks so uh, good amazing i told you in my text i said to you it's oh, the best she's I'd, ever fucking i'm looked. like we're watching a speech about <sighs> women's time and men's time being up and all i'm doing is asexualizing her b <laughs> I'm staring at her glasses. I'm like, those fucking glasses. And she hired the best architect in, a, in the world uh-huh. and then got the best makeup artist in the world. Mm-hmm. And they came together and mm-hmm. they examined her bone structure uh-huh. and then they built a pair of eye- eyeglasses. Yes. If they are so pitch perfect on her fucking face to yeah. her bone structure yeah i was examining i was pausing i was like these glasses i don't even mm-hmm. understand they cost more uh-huh. than we've ever made <laughs> ever i mean our, our whole life's income combined yes mm-hmm. these glasses cost more mm-hmm. and i was like this if one person texts tweets comments on the patreon black don't crack you're blocked cupcake because i don't want to fucking hear it the bit black does crack and so does asian and so does white and so does every skin oprah i don't know this bitch has she takes a barge out into the middle of the fucking ocean she sends down divers they get sculp and is that a word kelp kelp is a word (laughs) but i think you said sculp i said culp oh they get Wait, culp. culp are you mean kelp yeah i meant kelp uh but they get culp too <laughs> they no one even knows it exists they get culp down <laughs> here we have culp we don't have kelp we've got culp that's the pirate are you looking for culp yeah well it's only in one place and you're only gonna find it over here in the in the culp Jeez. she smooths it on her skin and it's just fucking in I don't know. And was that a wig? I don't know what's going on. It was the woman is a vision. I mean, she I looked amazing. Even handle she looked amazing. What a goddamn vision. And, she uh, and I know she's been doing Weight Watchers. So her weight's at like a place that's obviously good and whatever. And she looks she just looks amazing. Even she looks so young and fresh and rested and healthy and beautiful. And just I was I was like, <laughs> God. And that's what I'm thinking of the Man. whole time. Wow. Like she's like, wow. women were more than what we look like. And she didn't say that. But I'm like, you're so beautiful. How did you get that beautiful? Um, dear Oprah, I can't even deal. And then they're showing all these clips of like Donald Trump when he was on her show in like 1988 oh, yeah. and, I, and it comes on and I'm like this, look at Donald Trump compared to now. This bitch, yes. same. The same, same. better. I think better. she looks better than she's ever she's, looked. She, I thought though when she, my mom used to tape Oprah, she tape, she'd tape all my children, one life to live, General Hospital, Oprah. Okay, yeah. every uh-huh. day. Uh-huh. This is four hours of TV me and this bitch had to watch okay. every night. Yeah. And believe you me, we did it on a VHS. And I thought <laughs> Oprah was so, my mom was obsessed. And I thought she was so pretty yeah. and so mm-hmm. just one of those people. I mean, obviously everyone thinks that you just, your eyes glue to her. I yeah. don't care. She's fat, skinny. Only right. time I'm not into it is when she's not in makeup and she's like beat down looking and weird right. looking. Right. I love when she's, when she's pooched and in, in the lighting, mm-hmm. I'm just like, 
I don't care what and weight. She, I just and, have not anything to do with weight. Right. No, no. And also she just in the voice. Oh, the voice. The voice. The voice. The voice. The voice. The, the voice is, is what's going to carry her into the presidency. Now, that goddamn voice. Before we go to that, don't you think that <laughs> me as that I should have been involved in the writing? Did you think this was the this was the the key key of the century? Is that she should have said when she was yelling? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, you never have to say me too. You get a pass. You don't get a pass. Like like she's giving right. the gift. I don't even remember what right. my joke was yeah, now. But no, it was that's like, right. Right. It was like your time is here. You're, you get the time. You get the time. Well, no, then your you time is up. <laughs> Not you. Give out the gifts, like yep. do the joke of yeah. the thing, because she yeah. was doing the yelling. She was doing yes. the yelling. Yes, yeah, no, it would have been, it would have been amazing. Everyone would have lost their goddamn minds. I mean, you've got to uh, do it. The bitch is doing the yelling. We haven't heard it in so years. long. <laughs> it just was. I'm going to say though, I don't want her to run for president. Okay, but you can say that you do. Um, I like your I like your honest plebeian views on this. <laughs> <You're> such an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Um, I think currently in our current state right now, she's a pretty viable candidate, but it could change. You know, well, I know, like point, I said dumpling, earlier, dumpling is a viable. That's candidate. true. But like I said earlier, I think more than anything, even though I said like, God, she's going to fucking run president and I'd vote for her. However, I think more than I think what's really happening is in the this is the first time in a year or since we've had Obama where somebody has given a speech that has truly been inspiring. She's the really the only one. I mean, we've had little ones. We had the women's marches and we had little ones here and there, but we haven't had somebody stand in front of a microphone for 10 minutes and give that kind of speech where you felt like, oh my fucking God, a new day is dawning. Yeah. And she gave oh, that, that song, a new dawn, a <laughs> new day, it's a new life. God. Bobby. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Dun 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 dun. American Idol's coming back. We're gonna have to hear that every week. Oh, every week. Sharon Um, but I think that's the thing, and that's why everyone's like, "Is she gonna run president? Is she gonna run president?" Because how it's the first time we've all felt the feeling, like whether or not it's like we don't. Okay, maybe she shouldn't run for president, but she's obviously inciting the feeling that we want yeah. in our president what she should do is bring back the goddamn oprah show the way they're bringing back know, american idol should. and uh, will and grace and every show and, and roseanne just bring the oprah show back call it the oprah winfrey show go back to the same set in fact yeah. go back to the set from the 80s and do the shit and have gail there and do the oprah show because we yeah. need we need a guiding star we need a guiding yes, light yes that's yes, what we need and you know is. what we don't need another rich celebrity who doesn't know dick about politics that's true. I, we honestly don't. We That's honestly don't. True. I don't need the Mercers and the Cokes and the guy who does PayPal. <laughs> That's and true. The fucking guy who owns Tesla. We don't need every dick fuck with money coming in and thinking they can bust in. And popularity does not equal like the ability to do that position. And we need presidents. That's true. We need presidents, Skew. We need president skew. Somebody needs to invent president skew. And if you didn't go to yes. president skew, yeah. you're not being president, bitch. And if she wants to go to president skew, she can. And she could. Go to president she college. Could go to, president go to presidential college. Yeah, go, go. But you're right. That's the guiding light feeling that we're feeling. Yes. That's the feeling. So, and that's what we're missing. And she brought it. And now we have it. And she, well, and she now needs it's to like, bring uh, back the show. Because uh, uh, I'm not trying uh, uh, to get on 2020 or whatever the fuck she's on. And, and listen to it. I want to see the Oprah show. 60 minutes. You don't want to watch a scathing expose with Oprah for 20 minutes. No, I want to no. watch her interview Tyler Perry about how he was molested oh, God, 14 times. Too. And yeah. then line up the guys. And then, you know, you gay, gaying it up, watching it every day. You know who I want to come back is, is uh, Phil, uh, Phil Donahue. Uh, he was my fave of all time. 
What about God, Sally Jesse Sam. Raphael? I mean, I like Sally. I watched them all. What about Ricky Lake? Oh yeah, no, but yeah, Oprah. No, but, Oprah's your favorite yeah, of all time. Well, Oprah's my fave, but Phil Donahue really was was exciting. Sally Jesse, great. Ricky Lake, eh. I don't need any of them back, but Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> Phil can bug. He's like 900 years old. He's the best thing about him is Connie Chung. No, he was great. No, though. no, you're thinking of. Oh, you're not thinking, you're I'm thinking, thinking of Maury Povich. I'm not, not, I'm not talking about Maury Povich. I'm, no, I know. If you think I about know. Phil Donahue's wife is Marlo Thomas. Oh, Marlo Thomas. And Marlo Thomas, of course, was killing That's it. the best thing about him, too. With St. Yeah, well, St. Jude's. Uh, there's nothing There's nothing that comforts me more, especially when I'm on the road, is when I'm laying in the bed and at 3 a.m. I hear, no, <clears throat> hold on, <clears throat> no child should uh, <laughs> No child should ever, ever have to be alone during cancer. Here at St. Jude's. Sounds kind of like Susan. (laughs) Here at St. Jude's, we have made it. I mean, she sounds like cancer. That is She literally sounds like cancer. I'm not going to lie. It is making me feel soothed. Oh, I'll because I, I'll keep the TV on all night when I'm in a hotel room. And that shit will. And then I'll just wake up and then I'll hear. Like, no child will ever pay one penny for their cancer research here at St. Jude's. And I'm like, is she the voice of cancer? She's literally the voice of cancer. Like, she said, and I love Marlo Thomas's Free to Be You and Me. She's the original, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, to yeah. me, you know what I mean? She's everything. But I mean, that voice, I just, but she's married to Phil Donahue. I love that okay. as a couple. All right, anyway. All right, well, um, let's just discuss some, discuss some presents. We got some gifts. Okay. Um, my birthday is coming up January nineteenth, <laughs> um, and it's like a couple days after Michelle Obama. Uh-huh. Same day as Janis Joplin, Ooh. Edgar Allan Poe. I'll talk about this again next week. But we did. Mm. I got a present um, from Andiani, our uh-huh. um, British intern. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, uh-huh. And I want you to know if, especially since I just got this very expensive gift, if you want me to sign papers saying that you're the dumb gay politics intern so that you can come and be an American citizen, I will happily do that. Ooh, that'd be exciting um, if we could do that. For I would somebody. love to commit like, um, border well, yeah, fraud. Whatever. What's it called when you come into this country? Yeah. Let's commit border. fraud. Yeah. What's it called? Like everybody says, <laughs> immigration like, yeah, fraud? yeah, yeah. Immigration fraud. Uh, I mean, we, we could, if marry. you need me to marry you, I'll yeah, do that. But for money, we're going to need more money for that. And I'm going to need some of it. Even if Julie marries you, um, so she sent me a very, very baller <laughs> gift, you guys. And it was very touching. So, um, and it's like, I want to say that I can't be bought, but I really can. I uh, really, really can. So um, it's an Obama. It's a, it's a, it's a coffee table book. That's huge and expensive. Cause mm-hmm. we did look at the jewel. I said, God, this looks expensive and it's so heavy. It probably, I mean, honestly, it cost more to just ship probably. than we've made on this podcast. Yeah, mm-hmm. Like, I mean, Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And then I go, God, this is expensive. I mean, I don't even know. This is probably so much to ship. And mm-hmm. it wasn't shipped directly from the publisher because it had a card and it had. Oh, it's definitely from her. Yeah. And it had other little. International posts. Like, yeah, international. You guys, the book weighs 900 pounds. It's a huge coffee table book. Yeah. And Julie goes, oh, I'll tell you exactly what it costs. And she <laughs> looked at it and looked on the back and it was very expensive. And then it's a huge coffee table book of photographs of Obama. Gorgeous. By Pete Souza, who's like the White House photographer. And it's just, I mean, like, I couldn't be fucking happier. It's probably, like, going to be the best birthday gift I get. I'm so, I'm, like, glowing. All and, right, let's, let's relax. Okay, okay. My <laughs> Pam's over there, like, well, what? I know, there's a, a handful of people that are sitting around, like, yeah, right, let's just take hey, it down the a the competition's notch. on. The competition is on. Diamonds, gold, um, facials, massages. Later tonight, I'm going to be throwing away everything. Yeah. Um, okay, so, well, Julie's got me, garbage. she got me the a framed just Obama. Kidding. The Obama Hope posters. She got me tons of Obama things. But um, that is definitely the best gift that you're going to get. Um, so I forgot what I was going to say about it, but um, I forgot what my train of thought. But anyway, yeah. So thank you so much for that. It was really, I really loved it. Yeah. And then we got a gift 
from um, Catherine Nolan, a.k.a. Basic Butch Cat. <laughs> so she's um, like like longtime like friend and fan and listener or whatever. And she's up on the on the Patreon. And now here's the time to hawk the Patreon. So go ahead and flush it fucking 15 cents facts forward. <laughs> Hey guys, second fucking sentence came since forward, okay? Like fucking get your fifteen fucking thing ten forward. But okay? I bet you know what I meant. What I mean, meow meow. I know what you mean. Like get yeah. your what? Just, no, you know. how, no. How did you teach me to fast forward on on during podcasts when we listen and you don't like stuff? You mean the scrubbing through? Yeah, yeah. What do you mean? Well, you taught it to me. What does it look like? It looks like it goes like you press the button and push it forward. <laughs> it's on a little. It's little circles <clears throat> yeah. on either side. If you're listening on your phone, and if you push it, it goes. It it dips fifteen seconds. Oh, like the that thing forward oh, yeah, yeah. or backwards. Right. Not scrubbing it forward. Like it's the a little. 50, yeah, I know what you mean. So that Julie will like, like a- we'll listen to a podcast together, and she'll be like, she'll cut through the beginning, which, as we all know, is sacrilege. Like I certainly hope nobody's cutting through. Uh huh. It's all shit. Like, God forbid someone's like, I got to get through this. I can't with this song. It's like, you're not in the right place if you can't with that song. Mm. But you know the one we listen to where you're like, nope, nope, nope. You hit it four times. Yeah, and you're I, done. Can't. You're I can't. I'm not, I just can't. Even if I love it, I can't. You know, there's only, what can I tell you? What can I tell you? <laughs> so if you guys want to hit the 15 second or and go after this, this is the Patreon time. So basically, we talk about on Patreon, all tons of tragic, pointless meaningless shit and one of the things we got into and honey it got deep was papa john's oh pizza we gotta handle that (laughs) we gotta handle that because julie didn't know that it comes with this dipping sauce we're not gonna get into it here if you want to know the shit go on the patreon you'll find it all out and but we went deep on papa john's and then we got deep into how in texas people dip pizza on ranch and they'll dip a goddamn turd in ranch and i will too (laughs) and i fucking love ranch and so Catherine Nolan freaking sent us this box of spices from where is it from? Penzi's Spices of Wauwatosa, Wisconsin. Wow! And it's wow. ba- baller ass spice. <laughs> Watosa. It's, oh, is that how you say it? <laughs> no, I don't know. I like the way you say it. Though. It's baller ass spices. It's really nice. I can't wait to try it. There's a buttermilk ranch. I'll be doing that. Which, meow meow's doing all this. <laughs> There's a creamy peppercorn. Nice. Okay, this there's an Italian, which I know you My love fave. and oil. Yep, no, but your favorite is this, and this really took the cake. Kath, and you didn't know, fucking, or Cat, I think you go by Cat. Green Goddess is in here. Oh, God. Green Goddess is so delicious. It, I know, and I've never had it homemade. It's so good. Only at, like, you know, like a nice, you like know. Like a nice vegan restaurant exactly, or whatever. Exactly, exactly, which yeah. your home's going to turn into. It's beautifully packaged with, like, cinnamon sticks and weird yep. nuts we didn't recognize, and I made Mamma <laughs> take a bite of one, and she goes, it tastes like cinnamon. Is it cinnamon? And, and then we're like, oh, it's just with cinnamon. We never knew. Was it a chestnut? Was it a fucking... I don't know. We never knew. But anyway, it was really sweet. And I just... um, Read read what the card said. Okay. The card says, I hope you like this stuff. It is my fave along with day drinking and DGP. If it brings you a fraction of the joy that you've brought me, I will consider that a win. Love you so much. Well... Love you so, so much. Then it's a win. What a sweet ass. It is a win. We loved it. And very touching. And we love your card. And thank you so much. Um... For F, just for yeah and you know what thank you for being a part of the patreon because it means a lot to us and yeah. that's how we make our money so if you guys want to be part of the patreon too and be part of people that mean something to us who care about us and support us go to www.patreon.com <laughs> motherfucker I'm, I'm sick i'm sick i'm sick you should know that i'm sick and it's only through the patreon that i'll be alive <laughs> this is how we're gonna get you know what it, you, <coughs> go ahead. sick people will not pay for one dollar of their sickness through the patreon if you want to be Kids don't want to pay for their care. Here at the Patreon, we make sure that no adult who doesn't make money has to pay for their own health treatment. 
if you have the flu as an adult here at Patreon, the Patreon will pay for all of your, your, your drugs and your health care and your band-aids and whatever else you might need. <clears throat> I've gone through all the Kleenex. <laughs> okay. I know. No, we haven't cu- done all the Kleenex that Anne sent us. There's still two boxes. Yeah, so. But I'm going through it very We're going fast. through all the toilet paper. All right, let's get to Eye of the Shitstorm. <laughs> Take some shit. Put it up on the wall. Check it out for a while. You take that shit up off of the wall, put it down on the floor in a glass bowl. You take some fuck, put it up on the wall where the shit used to be. All right, so the moment the clock struck midnight on the last day of 2017, a shitstorm started a <laughs> It's a shitstorm that is so violent and so shitty that it has dominated the news for the entire first week of 2018. Hey, it's 2018. 2018. Get it straight. Right, sorry. <laughs> it's still dominating the news, in fact, with no signs of slowing down. And the ironic part is there isn't any actual news or facts <laughs> in this shitstorm. It's all hearsay and rumors and gossip and conjecture that have all been compiled into a book called Fire and Fury Inside the Trump White House by Michael Wolff. The book was officially published and available for public purchase on January 5th, but it was pre-released to specific members of the press who began reporting on it as early as January 2nd. I know I saw that shit like I felt like New Year's Day. I was like, cut the shit out. It actually wasn't supposed to even be released until the 9th, but they moved up the date because people were blowing up at Amazon. Old fucking Jeff Bezos or whatever his dumb fuck name is was just like. Ding, 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 Oh, coins. just cling, cling, coins cling, going in. cha-ching, cha-ching. It's the number one bestseller in print, ebook, and audiobook on Amazon. <laughs> has that ever even happened? I, mean, I that, don't think so. I don't think it has I either. I don't think so. Because that's fine. Maybe everybody's going to fucking masturbate to Fifty Shades of Grey on their Kindle, but <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't in all forms. You know what I mean? Oh. I know. I know what you mean. An audiobook. <laughs> Do you, did she put Fifty Shades of Grey in audio? Ew! Oh my god! I never even look thought it. about it. Gross. I'm gonna see. Gross. And then Christopher, what's his name? Christian. <laughs> then Christian. No, let's call him Christopher Gray. Actually, that's a casting guy in L.A. Christopher. Oh, and then Christopher Gray asked me to come into the casting. Yeah. Oh, Nick. Oh, I you love it when you punch me in the face, Nick. You oh, could have lab. been the reader of the audiobook. Oh my god, I would have died. Anastasia? I would love it. <laughs> Christian, I'm just a virgin. <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> Can you show me what to do, Christian? <laughs> oh, your annoying. jet is so amazing. Your what? Your gut? Jet. Your oh, your oh, jet. Your jet. No, he's a helicopter, bitch. See the movie, bitch. See the movie. Your helicopter is so invigorating. God, I saw the movie I've at the never, theater on Valentine's no Day. No man has ever treated me so horribly. <laughs> and yet, I'm it's, so intrigued. God, I've never been with someone so rich. Oh, That's what she meant. So rich. God, it's so turning me on yeah oh you want me to you're gonna punch me that's fine you beat her with a belt beat me with a belt i love it like i'm gonna punish you she's like and literally in the movie she's like this but for what (laughs) i don't really get what have i done exactly Uh, i'm a verge all right um okay go bitch uh if you haven't heard about this book congratulations (laughs) you do living off the grid for the past week for those of you hashtag blessed individuals who still don't know anything about this here's the official wikipedia description of the book and you're reading it bitch so get your throat cleared and your nose sniffed (laughs) get your nose get your nose your nose 
is Sniff. yeah i can't Your even nipples, think about okay. attention <laughs> uh all right fire and fury inside the trump white house by michael wolf by michael wolf is a book which details the behavior of U.S. President Donald Trump and staff of his 2016 presidential campaign and White House. The book highlights unflattering descriptions of Trump's behavior, chaotic interactions among senior White House staff, and derogatory comments about the Trump family by former White House chief strategist Steve My face constantly is bleeding Bannon. Trump (laughs) is depicted as being held in low regard by his White House staff, leading Wolf to state that 100% of the people around him believe Trump is unfit for office. This is Wikipedia. That's the the blurb that Wikipedia took from the book. 100% of the people around him believe he's unfit for office. A wowzer. Okay, so the author Michael Wolf is a well-known author and columnist. He's written for USA Today and The Hollywood Reporter. He won a bunch of different journalism awards. He authored seven books, including one called The Man Who Owns the News, which is a biography about Rupert Murdoch. According to Wolf... When he approached Donald Trump about writing a book on his presidency, Trump agreed to give him complete access to the White House because he liked an article Wolf wrote about him in June 2016 for The Hollywood Reporter. That just, you know, it's true because it sounds so like something Donald Trump would do, right? I wish Anthony Tamanick was here to do that in his voice. Like, oh, Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, He wrote a thing about me and I loved it. And I thought, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Trump now claims that he, of course, never authorized access for Wolf right. and never spoke to him for the book, I'm sure. even though Wolf was wandering around the West Wing <laughs> and hung out on the couch there for basically all of 2017. Oh, God. I mean, and it's all the news now. It's the only thing on the news, and it isn't even actual news. And all anyone is doing is talking about the gossip that's in the book, and they will add nauseam. They're, all of them are talking just about, do you think who said this? And what did they say? And how did they say? And do they and believe it? it? And is he unfit? And is he mentally unstable? And is he, It's the same shit they've been talking about for the last year. And There's nothing new. The other comment they're doing is, well, the other, like, strain of it is would it have been news even though obviously yes motherfuckers because you're making it news because ain't nothing going on but the rent and Mm -hmm. you just got back from vacation rachel wolf chris matthews other guy that looks like rachel maddow chris (laughs) hard chris yeah yeah hardball no Uh chris what's his fucking name oh god why can't i just think of his name too you know it's rachel maddow yeah 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 anyway Hayes. Oh, Chris Hayes. See, it was close. Chris Hardball. Uh, um, it's too many Chris's. There's too many Wolves. There's too many Rachel's. Oh, I mean. It's too many lesbians. <laughs> it's everywhere. I'm the only real man left on TV. <laughs> I forgot about Lawrence. Chris Matthews. Get Fucking out there. Hang up the phone. What are you doing? You're an idiot moron. <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't know. Chris Matthews. Next time. Hardball. Here glowing, we go. Politics. Talking politics. Only politics. All the time. Politics. Hardball. Um, the other thing they're saying is, that would this have been news if Trump hadn't addressed it? The motherfucker tweeted 17 tweets about like this weekend, 17. Okay. Get another hobby besides golf and tweeting (laughs) and golf and tweeting. That's his biography. That's the name of it should have been golf and tweeting. And he, so now they're like, would it have been news? People have written books while Obama was in office, George Bush senior, you know, Ronald Reagan, all these people. And it's like, they just ignore it. And it's like, he does these tweets. Yeah. I'll let you read the, the most important one. Okay. Uh, Actually, throughout my life, my two greatest assets have been mental stability and being like really smart. Crooked Hillary Clinton also played these cards very hard and, as everyone knows, went down in flames. 
I went from very successful businessman to top TV star to president of the United States on my first try, I think that would qualify as not smart, but genius and a very stable genius at that. Is he doing very in all caps or what? There was, yes, there was a very, uh, the, I went from very successful businessman that is in all caps. You are so good at oral and terp that I watched you reading it and I knew that very was in all caps by how you read it. That's exactly how I want someone reading my tweets. I had a wonderful um, oral interpretation teacher uh, in college. I can't remember his name. I can't remember if it was in high school or college my first day. I think it was college. I can't remember. It was my very first day. Somebody went down in front of me. I was like, I'm out. I can't. No, it's awful. I cannot deal. Um, What am I going to be like? And then the wind. No. I don't understand. And it's the all bullshit. Of it. And I never understood what they were talking about. And the guy was on crutches the like, whole time. Like, are you and interpreting it? Like, like in the right. way? That's why I hate audiobooks. Well, I just, I just, I don't even know. I don't even, I don't know. Well, no, yeah, that's you're, easy. Just, you're reading someone's thing. But I'm saying, what if you're reading a poem? Are you supposed to be yeah, like I guess you have hard to write, if the poem's hard? And then you're right. <sighs> the wind blew. <laughs> <laughs> now to, you're doing sound effects. So you're like, <laughs> hello. <laughs> I'm the worst. Thank Why God is somebody I... spinning on my door? Yeah, got it with the glass. Um, well, yes. Well, I'm glad. Well, good. I have them good. Well, I'm You're so glad. talented, I'm man. Glad. You're so, so talented. I'm glad that... Um, <clears throat> He's... I do want to say this, though. Okay. He does have a point. <laughs> I do want to say he does have a point that... Not that he's not an idiot, and not not that he's a genius, but he did go from businessman to TV star to president of the United States in one try. I mean, he he did, and he did just in one try become the president. And he he's I mean, he did in so. areas that people go their whole lives and won't That's even true. get near. I being can't as even successful as his executive assistant. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, I mean, you know, listen. And granted, he had help and all this shit, but so what? A million people have helped. I think. I think. I regardless of what the book says. If any, I mean, to call him dumb or illiterate is just a, a little extreme. It's, to me, yeah. yeah, it's like, it's I'm not just, even going to go there with that shit. Right. It's no, like, he can obviously read. Like, he can re- he's literate. If you want to tell me he's losing his damn mind, I'm fine with that. Because we know. You could even tell me older, he's not. You maybe mind. you could tell me he's not um, intuitive. Or you could tell me he's like, there's like a, oh, yeah. uh, well, a, a smart, like a, or, um, an, you know, like a, an, internal like he doesn't internalize things he doesn't listen or yeah, he's all that whatever fine that's but, not being dumb that's you know. being rich and being privileged and being an asshole and being a narcissist and being right. borderline all that so stuff. fine on the, all those things you why are you saying though you know those things are yeah, true yeah exactly but just to be like i'm gonna wrap it up and just he's dumb he's a moron well, like, yeah well especially when know. everyone wants to put a blanket of like he's a moron he's like yeah we say that out of anger or out of like a irrational yeah thing to just vent or whatever but you can't say that somebody who did become the president and even george w bush like these people are not no they're not dumb no like you can and he's I, not ted nugent that yeah. guy is dumb <laughs> and i hope he's listening and i hope he gets killed and i'm not kidding i want him to fucking get killed <laughs> however like that's an idiot that's a moron that's a fucking stupid person however this i just don't think you can't yeah. just become president of the United States and I just, I don't know. Yeah. No, I mean, I think the thing is, is to say, is like, he, he doesn't know what he's doing. Like, the motherfucker doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know how to be president. That goes without saying, like, but, um. Fine, fine. Yeah, yeah. Right. You know what I mean? And you could yeah. say he's ignorant. You could say yeah, he's, exactly. there's a million exactly. things to say. Right. That, fi- you know. All right. So even though it was a fiery and furious shitstorm, we are yes. now going to go to fire and fury skew. Fire and fury skew.
time for Brandy and I to ride our teeny bicicleta to skew. Yay! So like all good and legitimate and important news outlets, we here at Dumb Gay Politics are going to keep talking about the book that set the tone for 2018, Fire and Fury Inside the Trump White House. Kate Casey from the podcast Reality Life suggested that we find someone to review the book for us. It was a great idea for many reasons, but mostly because it meant that we didn't have to read the book ourselves. So we asked our good friend Anne if she would be our professor for the day. Anne is one of my oldest and best friends. I've mentioned her on the show a million times, and even her husband, Mike, who has the same birthday as George Clooney. They have a son named Nicholas that I will happily raise as my own if they ever die in a tragic shark attack or something such as. Oh, God, that is so beautiful. Not only is she a close part of our um, family... She's also a good friend to the show. She's one of the original 14 listeners of DGP and a Patreon subscriber. But that's not why we chose her. We chose her because she's hilarious and exceptionally smart and one of the only people we know who could read a 350-page nonfiction book in 24 hours. So without further fucking ado, let's go to Fire and Fury Skew with our professor for the day, Ann Morris. Oh, hey, Ann. Hey, Ann. Wow, what an introduction. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. All true, all true. Um, let's start very broad, like you're reviewing any other unauthorized biography. I mean, so I, obviously I know you. You've read a million. You read Betty Ford's. You read the Corey Feldman book. So, like, how was Fire and what Fury? Was it <laughs> was it good? In your literary stacked <laughs> it, So let me I'll, I'll, I'll let me I'll preface this by saying I read it on my iPhone six oh. because you can't get a copy anywhere in any bookstore so i had to read the kindle edition which i don't care for i prefer an actual physical book so <laughs> well thank yes, you for I, thank you for doing that for us is it a six yeah. plus or just like a regular no six? just a regular you six read that, that book was, on the six? Oh my yeah God. in a hampton inn last night <laughs> what <laughs> swanky you know yeah. what it's very trumpian so, i'm yeah, glad you were so, at a hotel so i i, 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 I have a chip on my shoulder just based on that alone <laughs> so my initial assessment is it's 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 not shocking at all. There's mm. nothing about it. That, and I think that's maybe what's so scary is he paints such an awful picture, yet none of it's surprising and none of it's really shocking. But it's, mm. it's very long. It's like 350 pages. Oh. And most of it is about Steve Bannon oh. and um, Jared and Ivanka and how much they hate each other. Oh, well, that is shocking. That's interesting. You mean how yeah. much Steve so Bannon, like Bannon was the was the main contributor to this book? Just well, the way it when reads. it first hit the news, like you know, like a week ago, I was so hungover from New Year's. I thought <laughs> it, Bannon wrote the book because everything was Bannon, Bannon, Bannon. The book Bannon, yeah, Bannon. I was like, is like he, he the did. author or what? So it's he's mainly he was, the he the was guy really that in the mix. Did he from reading the book? Did he think that all the shit talking he was doing was off the record? Or well, he, I think he did this after he was kicked out, after he was fired. So what really, what does he have to lose? You know, I mean, nothing in the book. I mean, it basically paints a portrait of the White House being completely inept. The initial premise of this book is explaining that literally no one in the entire Trump campaign, except for Steve Bannon, thought that Trump was going to win the election. Everybody thought he was going to lose. And in their mind, like winning was like being a loser was a winner because he could go on and like do his own Trump network or whatever else he wanted to do. So none of them. That's why we read all these things about people not covering up their tracks because nobody thought they would ever get investigated because nobody thought he would ever be in office. And they're coming out and saying that's ridiculous. But I think that is probably the truest statement 
in the entire book because nobody was prepared for it. And he, frankly, he didn't want to be the president. And we've been no hearing interest. that since the very first day. We've been hearing rumors that yeah. that nobody thought he was going to win, that he's stunned and shocked. Right. Yeah. I mean, they actually said in the book, which I thought was such a funny enough, they said it was like the movie The Producers, that he, they're like, uh... let's do something so fucked up. <laughs> it, it's sure to lose and then it ends up becoming a winner and everybody's like now what do we do i can't believe we'd never thought of that before yeah the, about the movie the producers yeah that's exactly what it is <gasps> only we're living we're in living in sp- nightmare, but it's we're, the producer we're living through springtime for hitler i can't believe <laughs> it, it. <laughs> literally exactly we are. It that's exactly what we're d- wow yeah. wow that's sad yeah. and depressing yeah so they got he he got an office and we looked at each other like what do we do now like but we the, weren't but Steve Bannon thought that. that he could win. Steve Bannon was like excited about he, it. Yeah, he was the only one because he was like, you know, if he hits all of those Rust Belt states, right, he's we're going to do it. Maybe I mean, they really, yeah. No, they sorry. paint a picture where Melania's fully crying, tears of <laughs> sorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my god, oh, I'm sorrow. Does it? Yeah. Did he? Did they ever say in the book that she was re- like? Was she ever? Uh, or is it on the record that she was like wanting to divorce him? No. Matter of fact, it says that their relationship is. I guess fine in a way that they kind of have nothing to do with each other and they're just completely absentee. But he seems to have, you know, they have a decent relationship, but I don't think there's like love there. I think she's, they just kind of have a transactional relationship. They're co-parents basically. No, he's not a parent. Yeah. Oh Oh, God. He has nothing to do with any of the kids. Um, (laughs) What about um, Hope Hicks? Does it mention her? Mm. She's in the book a lot. And what's so interesting about her is at first I thought it was, Oh, they're having an affair or something. But he paints, Michael Wolf paints it more like a daughter-father relationship. It's more like Ivanka is the wife and Ew. Hope Hicks is the daughter. Gross. That is so gross. And unfortunately, Hope Hicks is also an idiot and is responsible <laughs> for feeding him all of the information that he won't. So here's a couple of like little tidbits about Hope Trump. Hope Hicks sounds like a volleyball player. And she looks like one, too. <laughs> you does. know what I mean? Yeah. Like a professional volleyball player. Doesn't know what she's talking about. So... The first thing I noticed at reading the book, this is even, this is the foreword. They're not even in the beginning of the book yet. Is it, is he paints a picture of Trump sitting on a couch eating a pint of haagen ice cream in mixed company. <laughs> well, I mean. Like, people are walking <laughs> in and out. Oh, and like, like, oh. Who does that? Like, who That's private. That? That's shame that eating. That is literally like doing a line of coke yeah. off, like, it's the for presidential being in private. Desk. That's for being in private. And I thought, yeah. the only people who do that are insane yeah. and also children. Children. And he's, it's a, that's what he is. He's a combination of an insane person with the mentality of a little kid. Mm. And I was Uh-oh. like, that's all I needed to read. Page IX. And I could have been like, <laughs> yep, got it. A fat little kid eating ice cream in front of everyone. Yeah, that's something it. I would have done probably as a toddler. It was vanilla bean. Oh. Mm. And then... Is there a lot so of stuff about his eating throughout the do. book? <laughs> the other one that they painted a really sad picture of was mm. that he would get in bed uh, and eat a cheeseburger, uh, and on his he he put up three screens, three TV screens. So he watches the three TVs constantly, and will like sit in his bed and, and eat cheeseburgers when he's sad. <laughs> that which sounds, is all the time. I was gonna say that sounds not bad though. It sounds kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we've all done it, but we're not president. But he sits there. That's and like when I'm on the road. I feel like friends. that sounds like what happens to me on the road. <laughs> To be honest ro- with you, the road comic. Yeah, yeah you know, as a, that's there. what every comedian's life is like: sitting in a hotel room alone, eating a cheeseburger, and he watching the fucking TV. Complaining. That's what he oh. has. And he calls his friends oh. complaining. But what does he, he call? Say? Does it say who he, he calls? All his rich millionaire friends, various friends, and I wouldn't be surprised if there were like a lot of the sources because he, I think he just 
calls people and complains, oh and they just go like, okay, that's so he's like a martyr. He's, he's like a yenta. He's like a yenta. Yeah, I've always thought that yeah. about him. He's constantly yeah. looking for validation. Can I get a witness? And calling up every friend, like so someone doesn't answer. Next friend, next friend. You know, yeah, and you know exactly. you're that fourth friend Ew. on the list, like or that like, oh, friend that calls and goes. Do you have Mark's number? Hey, how are you? Happy New Year. Hey, Jay, do you have Mark's yeah. number? That dick. Yeah, it's, it's really sad. But he said, so what happens is um, Hope Hicks, because Donald Trump apparently does refuses to read. They don't make it clear if he doesn't know how to read or if he just he just flat out refuses to read He has to, to know anything. how to read. Well, based on this book, the New, the New Yorker called him a functioning illiterate. Does yeah. this book he imply he that he's a read. functioning illiterate? Yes, it does. It does. I mean, he flat out, if you they say if you put a piece of paper in front of him, he will not read it. So everything needs to be visual. And Hope Hicks, that we just talked about, one of her jobs is to come in basically with, with clippings of the day and kind of explain to him what's happening in the news <laughs> like a storyboard or what to him but she's an idiot too so she doesn't even understand <laughs> the context in which she's supposed to be explaining to him so that's why a lot of the times when he's like what's the problem oh there's no collusion he's not getting the actual real stories from anybody because everybody around him is an idiot oh well, my god i don't even understand one. bringing in clippings like she's got like like Teen Vogue. She's like, okay, cool. So we're going <laughs> yeah, to over like the tax plan. Taxes are when. Nobody wants to upset him. Everyone's terrified of upsetting him. They say that you need to be the last person. Everybody kind of jockeyed to be the last person to talk to him in a day because the last thing he would hear would be the thing he'd go with. So uh. if Steve Bannon is like, I think you should do this. And first of all, the author keeps calling them Jervanka throughout the entire book, which I found <laughs> upsetting. But so it's like Jervanka. <laughs> Jarvanka. So if Jarvanka wants them to do B, both of them are kind of fighting to see who will go in because normally he'll just go, yeah, yeah, let's go with whatever that guy just said. Because he doesn't care about anything. Well, what's exactly? Okay, sorry. It says the central issue, I wrote this down, the central issue of the Trump presidency. He doesn't process information. He doesn't read. He has no reading (laughs) comprehension. God. He doesn't listen and no attention span. So he's like a PET. I mean, that's not even like a child. That's beyond. I mean, children understand. He doesn't seem to have any any understanding about ramifications of decision making or lack thereof. Did they imply that it was because of his age? Because I don't understand how you get that successful with so little tools Mm. in the psychological toolbox. Well, that's the American way, isn't it? I mean, God, how many people are successful without without any any sort sort of of attention span? Or being able to read no the room? Span. He has people do it for him. He leaves. He would leave the rooms when generals would come in, and he'd be like, that's not interesting, and walk out and leave. So basically, it's a, it's the White House is full of people who have to placate him to a degree that's I, – I think it's beyond a child. He, I mean, I, did we've he all been they, around that, children. Like, let's say right before he does a speech, did it go into anything like that? Like, somebody briefs him on what to say, and then he just memorizes salient points? Or No, he doesn't memorize. He likes to be off the cuff. He thinks he's – as a matter of fact, I found this interesting, which I didn't – no, is I remember in the news. Remember when the correspondence dinner was coming up, and he's like, "I'm not doing it." And instead, he went off and he did a rally. Yeah, he really wanted to do it. He thought he would be awesome. Like he was like, "I think I'd kill it." And they're like, "No, no, 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 no." But I think the oh. press kind of painted it like he was being a baby about it yeah. and didn't want to get made fun of, right. which probably is what would have happened. I'm sure he would have had a meltdown. But he wanted to do it. 
He wanted to go out there and give his comic stylings like the way Obama did. Yeah. And he thought, he was like, I'm going to do yeah. some improv. Right. He's going to do some yes like, standing hey, and they were going right. to be into it. The fake news well, is he, here. He clearly reads off the teleprompter sometimes. So he yeah. can read. Yeah. I mean, I'm already, yeah. you're already losing me with the credibility of this author. Like, that's fine. Steve Bannon can talk whatever shit he wants. But like to sit there and act like the guy's a functioning illiterate is already just too much. It's too much. Like now every single thing he says in the whole book, I'm shaving off a third of it as as he's over exaggerating. Mm. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I mean, he paints a grim picture. I mean, he said, I don't know if it's that he can't read. He just refuses to read. And he doesn't like to read. Mm-hmm. And he likes, they, well, they, they, like they talked read. about, well, I mean, <laughs> look. And you like to read, which is why you're doing this segment. I like, I like to read. I, this, I didn't like to read this book. It painted such a grim picture. I mean, it was really... Well, well, what does this read. guy I mean, say about what does the guy say about uh, Jervanka? What are what what's going on there? Like, what's their well, actual role with all this? They're also total idiots. That's <laughs> the problem. Is everybody you think? Well, maybe maybe you know they're they're talking some sense into them. No, and 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 what's really sad about it is it paints everybody. Does it paint Steve Bannon as an idiot being, though? I don't think so because it's all coming not from really. Steve Bannon. Not an idiot, but everybody's an opportunist. No one is there to help the president succeed. They're all there to help themselves succeed. And in no way, shape or form is it ever brought up. Like, how are we going to help the people who elected him? It's, it's not even, it's an afterthought. Everybody's in it for themselves. It's even Mitch McConnell. Depressing. I think you're right. Can Anne. you believe I think, it? I think fucking yeah. chunky Bannon got the boot. He was like, Oh, you want to fuck with the babysitter? Okay, fine. I'm calling up old fucking big lips, Michael Wolf. And I'm telling him every single thing I'm about to become the fucking ghostwriter on this shit. And I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to steer the whole town and I'm going to fuck everybody over and everybody. And they are, they are all big idiots. I mean, that quote of like, Oh, j- Jared comes in and he's only good with like the good for the Arab stuff or right. whatever that quote was. Barely. He's just, he's, they paint him as being, you know, super arrogant. Again, it's nothing that's new. We know yeah. all of this. We know Trump's an idiot. We know Ivanka and Jared are arrogant. I mean, Steve Bannon, do I want to listen to him? He's, he's a, I mean, he's still a Nazi, but it's, um, what he's saying isn't as compelling as what I think he's saying. You know, it's, it's the same it's the same stuff, but it's a very, very grim picture. But I did get, they did talk about his hair, which I know. Oh, let's podcast. What? The, the book did. So I do, I did write down that quote because he talks about how Ivanka would sometimes like make fun of her dad behind his back because they're all teenage girls. Um, and this is the quote. So it says she, meaning Ivanka, often described the mechanics behind it to his friends. It's an absolutely clean paint. A contained island after scalp reduction surgery, surrounded by a furry circle of hair around the sides and front, from which all ends are drawn up to meet in the center and then swept back and secured by a stiffening spray. The color, she would point out to comical effect, was from a product (laughs) called Just for Men. The longer it was left on, the darker it got. Impatience resulted in Trump's orange-blonde hair color. So... That's what's going on. Well, we knew it was from the scalp surgery, remember? That's, right. that's why he raped Ivana. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You no, know, because of the facelift. Did the right? Well, the scalp. Yeah, the, that was the thing Fucked with the up, scalp. Then he had to re- and then Linda told us that it was with a all, net. Yeah, done with a net. <laughs> In addition, now we know the stiffening spray, which we all assumed. The stiffening spray. <laughs> I mean, and does it talk about his orange color at all? Like, is that so- it? Just said because it's just for men. He doesn't leave it on. Long. No, what I mean of the, the, of the skin of the skin. No, they don't bring that up. That's but I assume surprising. that's also impatience. Yeah. I know, but yeah, I'm surprised that they don't bring up 
that no one ever talked about his orange face. I'm shocked. But, well, it's all, they all live in a in, in an alternate reality. I don't think he under it, the way Michael paints a picture is Trump doesn't is not living in reality. He doesn't understand why people don't like him. He truly doesn't get mm. what the big deal is when he tweets. He doesn't <laughs> understand that there's ramifications yeah. about you know provoking North Korea. He doesn't get it. Or like calling really, someone a, a dog or a, a garbage or anything. Or he doesn't understand flunky. what the problem is, and people are terrified to call him on it. I mean, it's almost like like that Twilight Zone with the little kid who everybody's like, you're really good, Anthony. You're really good because he's, they're afraid that he's going to send him to like, you know, in the middle of the cornfield. Have you seen that one? <laughs> no? Dilesia? Twilight Zone? Classic. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, we get it. We get it. Obviously, he's, people we get are the- terrified of him and he is constantly wanting approval. And the only way people can placate him is by telling him he's great. And if you don't, you're kind of out. I mean, that's what Anthony Atamanik said about him. Like, he's like, with all of the money, he goes bankrupt and then he just gets more. And there's, it's all, it's like not, it's not a, it's not like a, re, it's more like a, a concept rather than a, a reality or a tangible yeah. thing. It's just all Yeah, conceptual. he's playing a character almost. He wants, and he wants, I mean, everybody says he just wants to be liked by everybody. Mainstream media. It says he's always calling the New York Times wanting to get, um, interviews done he just he keeps thinking that one day someone's gonna be like oh my god we were so unfair to you you're actually wonderful and do what is um do you think that this behavior i think i might have already asked this but i don't remember what you said is it because has it been lifelong or is it now an age thing like as far as it seems like it's lifelong but at the end of the book that he kind of references a bit that people are are worried to the point they keep bringing up 25th amendment now i don't know if Maybe he's always been crazy or better implying that it's dementia and it's something. Yeah. Doing, like you he's know, constantly repeating himself. Age. He doesn't remember yeah. that he's told. Like everyone's parents. No offense, yeah, mom. I mean, but, I do that too. Yeah. It's, <laughs> no shit. You know, I don't know. Um, and ours is know. alcohol related. <laughs> that could be. Um, I don't know. But and his probably his is. His is dogs related, I guess. But I don't know. And what about, do you feel like the author, what was his motivation? Is he just an opportunist too? I think so. I mean, I think that he started off getting into the White House. I mean, obviously, there's no – the place doesn't know how to run. So he just got in, walked around, sat down, listened to stories, and probably just – you know, I think I heard him say this in an interview. He just kind of waited and hung around until somebody was like, what are you doing here? Get out of here. (laughs) And he got a book out of it. But again, because the president himself – I mean, I don't even like to say the president, God, but he – you know, all the tweets he's doing about this book are now kind of confirming everything that's in the book. It's like, oh, Trump's an idiot that doesn't know what he's doing. He's surrounded himself by idiots. That's, you know, you don't need 300 pages to tell you that. We read that every day, just in normal life. Is there anything in it that you like absolutely don't believe or you're just like bullshit or or not really? Not real. I mean, it's <laughs> it's sad to say that we're living in a world where a tabloid. I mean, it's a tabloid book. It's like an old style, like Kitty Kelly, you know, tabloid book. But I, none of it is unbelievable. Everything in it makes you go, "That's that's probably true." Does it mention Omarosa true. at all? Ooh, and like for one line, it's weird oh. how you know what it. There is very little about Don Jr. and Eric. There's oh. very little about. Um, I wonder why Melania. I mean, the Melania stuff is like literally a page. Um, is it just because that's about... not who he was around? Is that is, is like it's like who maybe. was around? It's not who Steve Bannon was around. 
The because, Steve Bannon was around. Yeah, oh, I guess right. you know the the, the, the Ghost Rider weren't really right. in the White House. So Steve Bannon's yeah. around Jeronka constantly. He hated Jared Kushner. Right, he hated him. They hated each other. Yeah, that was they why he hate each other's guts. Yeah, and why does Jared? I mean, what is the why? He hates. Why does Steve Bannon hate Jared? Jared because he's Jewish. Because he's tall, because he's slim, because well, he's weird and looks like an alien covered in someone else's I, skin with a strange lady voice, and he's arrogant. But Steve Bannon looks weird yeah. too, like like he ate someone covered and in constantly cysts. bleeding, and yeah. looks like the, it looks like Jabba the Hutt. Yeah. So what are we talking well, about here? Listen, I don't know, maybe they're so similar that they just they secretly love each other. I don't know. I, it's, uh, it's they're you know literally what it is too? the president wants his the, because they're family. They felt like they got special permission to do more stuff and. Mm. You know, I think Bannon resented that. They had a complete di- like a, a di- difference in policy. So we've gone over this on the show, although we don't oh, ever true. commit well, any yeah. to memory. Like, <laughs> one's you know, a Nazi and one's a Jew. So. Yeah, it's like, yeah, exactly. It comes down to that. It's like they didn't, you know, he didn't like rancid pubes and Sean Spicer right. either. Or maybe they all ended up, you know, banding no, together. Well, it but... said Bannon and pubes kind of teamed up at some point. Yeah, they did. I guess That's it's right. universal that everybody hates Javonka. Bannon and pubes. Um, <laughs> And so Bannon and Pubes. Bannon and Pubes coming down to right down here. <laughs> Bannon and Pubes. Who can live without the other? Whatever. Oh my God. Yeah, they teamed up. Oops. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage right now. Bannon and Pubes. So dumb. Oh my. Oh yeah, so everybody, everybody hated um, Jervanka. I love yeah, that you hated the name Jervanka, but now we're all just going to do it. Jervanka. I can't help it. I can't stop saying it. Oh, and the other thing that he kept saying in the book, he kept using the term diss. He kept being like, Bannon would be dissing Rance through pubis all day. Dissing. And I'm like, who writes dissing in a book? <laughs> well, they <laughs> did say, Wolf. I did try and read, the, a new, the New York Times reviewed the book, and they were what so they pretentious and so like, the book was horribly written. It's like the it book was. even... But and yeah, and concurred with that i think it okay. was rushed it okay. seemed like it was very rushed i feel like a, a, a copywriter could have taken another look at it like it oh, just okay. seemed yeah they said know, like it's terribly the, written it's written like by like a kid like a kid wrote it or whatever it just seemed writer. really rushed like a lot yeah. like you know it was a, it wasn't really pretentious because of that it was like <clears throat> there was nothing we didn't know oh i need to go in there and a real journalist would have had a credential and with their credentials they would have known but of course they didn't even know michael wolf was there i mean that's a real journalism <laughs> it's just yeah. like you know it's all like about that. the journalism like, ugh, the journalistic integrity the story. The story what are we talking is- about they let a guy in and nobody knew he was there you're or what right. he was doing. I mean, I think that in and of itself speaks you're right. volumes. You're it does right. speak volumes. Exactly. And I do. Wa- and I was going to wander then. Right. Like, and that's why the New York Times is their fucking panties in a wall. Yeah. And I do want to hear yeah. the person who got to just wander in and hear that story. I do want to hear that story. I don't care if you have credentials or not. Like no. a guy walked And I don't in. care if you lied and said you were going to write an amazing glowing yeah. piece and then yeah. you didn't course, do it. I mean, Good. I think he said that. He pretty much said, I'm going to write a book and you're the best. And you know, obviously, he's not going to go in and say, "Oh, I'm going to talk shit about you through the whole book." I mean, it's, it's, um, it's just staggering to me that a he had the access, even if he didn't have, even if he's lying, and he didn't have, um, the carte blanche. I can't believe I just said carte blanche. Um, <laughs> talk about pretentious, does. Anne. Go you and the I New know. Yorker. Well, go. you know, according to the Times, um, but he. The fact that he even had a minute in there to yeah. me, I think, is bananas. Was there any any Trump-anas. any uh, Trump- <laughs> Bannon and Pugh? Was there any one <laughs> like? Um, did the book give one? I mean, like we have to do in the show. I have to do a so. There's that. So the fucking one shining light. Was there anything positive? 
Um, <laughs> you know what's positive? I think That's it. That's what we got, we got out of yeah, it. Yeah, we got a new hit shell, because they're both available. They can do it. Oh, I guess it was, not. That's a no. It, it was... Yeah, it really paints a pretty grim picture. And did it say that thing about the poisoning before we let you oh, go? Oh yeah, he's fear he has a fear of being poisoned. He's he's it, that this is what was surprising to me. He it, he paints a picture that he is even more I mean it's not it's beyond mental being mentally disturbed. It's like a combo <laughs> of for real. Like it sounds like there is something wrong with him besides just being an arrogant yeah, you narcissistic. Know, idiot. Blah, blah, yeah, like blah. being borderline. He's it's more than that. There's some. There's like something he, like he's got like a paranoia. Like someone's yeah. gonna poison yeah. me, and there's in the walls and eyes. Yeah, and like you do urine have a, in the and, bed. And I've just been seeing on the ads during CNN that a side effect of dementia is paranoid. And I know when the, oh I, I stayed, watched that commercial. yeah that commercial's always on <laughs> when the, the, he says the um the um when my visitors come exactly when my visitors come i don't want my visitors to ruin my time with my family (laughs) so i say to my visitors go away for another time i'm with my grandchildren (laughs) yeah and when i interned at entertainment tonight i had to stay with my like my great aunt and she fucking the very first day said she was going to call the law on me and i had to run away in my toyota paseo and drive away and be like i gotta go find someone else to stay with before i get the law called on me and then i had to really ask myself did i steal something from her Right, did I? Yeah, she heard the visitors the come in. <laughs> the visitors. Yeah, anyway. So I think, I mean, being, if you're paranoid and you're not on drugs, you need to take a second. Yeah. That's but you sad. know what? Wow. He well, also has reason to be paranoid because everybody, in a way, is out to get him. Nobody wants to help him. He doesn't right. seem to have any real friends. No one's telling him the truth. He's living in a in a bizarre reality that isn't real at all like it's and he did something created. with russia because i thought right. that it said he was i wouldn't be surprised that this guy didn't even realize that i'm not even kidding if i'm sh- he probably there were probably tapes of him colluding and he's like that's i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean he seems so far removed from mm. reality that it doesn't surprise me that i think he believes himself when he says those things mm. <sighs> Well, Which that's just really great. great. Well, thank you so much, Anne. Yeah, really. Thank you. Thank you, you guys. Um, <laughs> and was, I mean, this was. Thank great. you for being our teacher today. Uh, we learned we learned so much from you. And we're thrilled that we didn't have to read that goddamn book. <laughs> I know. That's the main thing. That's the best part. Yeah. I mean, it. it really is. Especially since it sucked. I was going to be sad if it was good. I know. Yeah, on I know. a Kindle, on an iPhone. On, a, on your phone. I would have had to get a, right. a, a magnifying yeah, glass Julie out. Kept going, I, there's an audio book, and I'm like, who could listen to that big lip motherfucker oh, reading a book? And then you know I was in the you White House. And so do I. So watch it. <laughs> um, that's true. Um, yours are much more attractive than his. Okay, so for those of you out there who like to socially communicate on social media, Anne is all up in that shit. In addition, she lives in the New York area and does stand-up shows all the time. So if that's your town and that's your jam, you should definitely go out and meet her. And tell our 14 listeners where they can find you all over the internet and in real-life comedy clubs. I mean, I'm on Twitter at Anne, at Anne, A-N-N-E, underscore Morris, M-O-R-R-I-S. I have, I really do have 14 followers. Like 14 <laughs> listeners, so... But come on down. Come on down. <laughs> Even if I get five more, that would be great. Mm-hmm. Well, you should go on When's the Patreon, next- Anne, because they, they all, you listen to the Patreon every week, but they all, like, they're not they all, like, maybe five good people talk on Patreon, but, you know, Pam goes on there, Pam Howard. <gasps> oh. yeah. Are you doing stand-up in the next week? 
I'm not. Oh, okay, so we no. can't promote any of that. All right. Well, no, well if you go on Anne's Facebook or Twitter, funny. you'll see her. You'll see her when she does stand up. Yeah. She does it all the time. Right. Um, Maybe I'll do some spoken word from Fire yeah. and Fury. Ooh. Yeah, I thought you Fire. had a gift for Oral and Terp. Yes. That's right. <laughs> you <laughs> do. Great. I like it'll that. just be a gun to everyone's head. And that'll be the end of it. <laughs> an orator gun. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. All right. Bye, Anne. Love you. Bye, Bye Anne. Bye. You. Bye. Now it's time for So There's That. Okay, this is the part of the show where I give Julie the task of finding a so there's that moment in all the bad and upsetting shit that is happening every day. She always hates doing it, but it seems her attitude may have changed slightly in the new year because she wasn't complaining about it nonstop today. Is it a new year, new meow meow, perhaps? No. <laughs> Great. I was, well, <laughs> I was internally complaining. Okay, good. Well, then I'll look forward to many more weeks of you still fighting it. All right. Well, here's 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 hey, hey, guess what? Lesbo quits Trump administration to run for Democratic Texas congressional seat. Was that the headline in New York Times? Lesbo quits. Oh, that would be how I wrote (laughs) it if I were a journalist. You should be a copywriter. I know. You should be an editor. Democrat Gina Ortiz Jones will be the first lesbian would be. You know what? Gina Ortiz Jones. Yeah. That's a lesbian name. Oh, I mean, she can't get any. You can't can't get get more lesby than that. Gina. G.O.J. Goad. That sounds like a mm, like a pussy thing. Yeah, it also sounds like a government department. <laughs> yeah, you know what? He's the head of the GOJ, and um, they're you know what they're investigating. Like, they're investigating <laughs> the GOJ right now. It's just what's on. It's what's. Will up. she be the first lesbian Iraq War vet and Filipina American to fill a U.S. House seat in Texas? There's a lot of Filipina les. I don't want to generalize, but it's true. So I'm going to generalize. I know. Um, it's funny that it's a lot of Jewish les and a lot of Filipina it's les. True. I don't know what it is, but it is. It's just strong women who know what they want I and know what they so. want pussy in their <laughs> lips. <laughs> Hey, Phyllis, I hope you're still oh, listening. Oh, God. Both my parents have killed themselves. <laughs> she served on Iraq in the Air Force under George W. Bush. She was an intelligence officer for Obama. And after um, Trump was elected, she'd been working as director as, as a director in the office of the U.S. Trade Division as a representative. But by June of the Trump presidency, she just couldn't do it. She basically <laughs> was Gina. like, I cannot live in the GOJ anymore, and I gotta go. So she quit, and she decided to run for Congress. She's quoted as saying she oh, wait, couldn't... wait, what state? Texas. Oh, cool. She is quoted as saying she couldn't believe the people Trump was putting in in their top jobs. Uh, but the fact, I like that she put it so succinctly that they're neither interested in the public or the service. Genius. Exactly. Jones has never she, run. That's for, why she's the head of the GOJ. And that's why she's last. Joan has never run for office before. And if she wins, she would make history as the first lesbian Iraq war veteran and first generation Filipina American to hold a U.S. House seat in Texas. Her hometown district, Texas 23rd, has also never been represented by a woman. Jones wouldn't have been able to grow up uh, healthy or get an education without the opportunity she got from the federal government, she said. The only reason she could afford college, she added, was that she got a four-year Air Force ROTC scholarship, and it infuriates her to see politicians try to take away those chances for others, as we're going through this whole situation now where, you know, no public education, blah, 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 blah. Talent is universal. Opportunity is not 
she said. Folks in Congress, they do three things. They create opportunities, they protect opportunities, and they erase opportunities. That's how we wow. have to be thinking about this very plainly. She's like, I like she's, how basically yeah, she's, succinct yeah, she is. Yeah, she's got a good, good she handle is, on, she, on like, yeah blurbs. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> she's good. She's trying to unseat two-term representative William Hurd. <sighs> Sounds like turd. So all you liberal Texans have to get out there and vote for this Les. She's also she has. I know. To, I wish I knew what area that was because we can. We, I can call up some people and make this happen for her. I got lots Tex, of reach there, right? Texas twenty third district. I'm sure I it's need to find out where that easy is. to find yeah, out. I'll Google it. Um, she has now. She has to beat out three other Democrats before in the primary before she gets to the you know the big runoff. But the guy heard that she's um, going up against is known as a good guy type guy, a fun guy. Oh, everyone in Texas is. They're yeah. all good guys. That, that well, this rape. guy is like a. <laughs> he's a good guy that rapes. He, but he's like you know your George W. type. Like he's like I want to have a beer with that guy, yeah, and that guy's cool. Old boy, good old and he's a Republican, and he live streamed a sixteen hundred mile bipartisan road trip with his pal Beto O'Rourke, a Democrat, and people lived for it. They thought it was so cool that these good guys, you know. Democrat and a Republican could be friends and they live stream their road trip and they all thought it was so bipartisan and so amazing. And then she, GOJ, wants to be like, well, that's cool that they went on a road trip, but let's look at his voting record. He voted nine times against the Affordable Care Act. He voted for the GOP tax bill. He voted to delay the implementation of smog reduction measures by eight years, despite one in three tex- 13 Texans having asthma with ev- even higher rates in communities of color like his. And it goes on to all the shitty votes he's done. And he's just like super conservative and he basically just sucks. And in summing it all up, Miss Wait, it stretches from Western San Antonio, that's where my dad was born and raised oh, and like half my family okay. lives, all the way to El Paso, which is where Ronnie's from. Ronnie's family, I think, is in El Paso, and so is um Brian from Throwing Shade. So I gotta let them know. Oh, like get on know. it. Say vote G-O-J. for this Lesbo. G O J. Well, summing it all up, Miss Gina Ortiz Jones really couldn't have said it any better than she does right here. When bipartisanship means two dudes get in a car and help each other get elected, we're all fucking screwed. So there's that. So that's it for this episode of Dumb Gay Politics. Thank you guys for listening. If you're in Southern California and want to come see us do the podcast live, we're doing it in Santa Barbara this Saturday, January 13th. You can go to nightout.com and look for Dumb Gay Politics on that website for more info and tickets. We will be at the Brazil Arts Cafe. It's part of No Indoor Voices um, series. And our special guest is going to be Kimmy D, who runs the No Indoor Voices. You know uh, if you want to hear us talk shit about celebrities or TV shows or people we hate, go to patreon.com slash dumbgaypolitics. It's an hour of fun with no ads and no politics for $1 an episode. Yes, just do it. We want to continue the conversation with you guys about even gayer, dumber topics. <laughs> Either way, leave us a review on iTunes if you haven't already, please. And you can send us any messages or comments on Facebook and Twitter or on fucking Instagram. However y'all want to send your comments, girl. <laughs> we love the comments. We read them all. And we're very excited to see you on the Patreon. And as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly it's been gay and it's been dumb. And furiously fiery. Oh, Yeah. Veronically authory, novelly, <laughs> biographically. Uh-huh, it's a
bullshit, it's all just some gay politics. America's gotten kinda whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B a a a a s. This shit is trumpanas. T r u m p a n a n a s. What? I don't know. I don't even know.